Red Motivators! Shit, yes. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 218 of the Bad Motivators. I am Eric Strothers, and with me, as always, enjoying the freedom and walking around out in the bright sunlight and free air are my two excellent co-hosts, one Mr. Luke Cruiser, still alive, hey there, and one Mr. Dallas Wood. Thank God Shania Twain didn't get us canceled this week. (laughs) Wait, we don't play her shit. We should, though. I feel That's like a woman. woman. Uh, dude, awesome. I was into her in, in the 90s, man. We used to listen to her, into like her now. Music. Have you seen her I'm, recently? Still good. Still look great. Dude, my leg. great. Her husband, former husband, yeah. it, it was her the producer, producer of the Metallica Black Mutt Album. Yeah, yeah, he inexplicably yeah. started screwing <laughs> around on her with a woman who is substantially... I mean, don't get me wrong. I realize it's not all about physicality i realize yeah. that but it's shania twain <laughs> shania the twain's dude, pretty hot <laughs> the um, dude has mutt in his name and he went out and straight around on shania twain yeah. i mean you need to be like slapped with a piece of beef sir but i well i have really quick really quick you you mentioned metallica right dallas you said yeah. metallica yeah he was the producer of the black album and i think load and reload correct i thought that was, i thought that was bob rock yeah, but yeah, it's Bob Rock. It was Bob Rock, but Mutt he Lang. was the, he was Mutt Lang was the producer of um of the uh, Pyro, not Pyromania um Def Leppard yeah wh- Def what was, Leppard what was their album Hysteria oh Hysteria Thank you Yeah Hysteria That's what Thank it is. you Well I I I had I had a little uh little one one of my bubble burst uh recently because I because like um. Remember when I'm um, obviously um, Metallica covered whiskey in the jar, right? Mm-hmm. Well, garage ink. Yeah, for some reason I was looking up Thin Lizzy, and I don't remember why, but I, I was. Mm-hmm. But like, they did that song too, and I had no idea. Thin Lizzy. Yeah, they yeah. Did, well, they, they were, did whiskey in the jar. Metallica so like was covering. So like that so, Thin so, so like Metallica song. was covering Thin Lizzy's version of. Wherever they got it from, like the old, I, yeah. old Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a traditional Irish. Yeah, yeah, tune. yeah. I, I had no idea. I was like, oh man, Metallica really like went out, took a leap of faith, and like took this song and made it their own. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, you thought they? You thought that it was original? No, 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 no. I knew it wasn't original, but I thought they took this old Irish thing and then oh, got and then you. converted okay. it to metal. But what they what they did was converted Thin Lizzy's thing and made it metal. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you know and what? Queen song. Mutt Lang produced all of Def Leppard's records. Oh, up, up until let's see here, Pyromania, Hysteria. He did, he, yeah, he did. Well, because he did. Um, it for you people hip to Def Leppard. He did High and Dry, which was their debut from 1981, and uh, he did Pyromania, Hysteria, mm-hmm. Adrenalize. Mm-hmm. He was the executive oh, yeah. producer on that, which is a little bit different. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Oh man, he also produced Dark Horse, the awesome Nickelback album. Was- that's just, not a statement I've ever heard come out of anyone's mouth. I was just joking. I mean, he oh. not that he did, he did do it, but uh, he did. Yeah. He do uh, that Bloodhound Gang album where they had the song "The Drummer from Def Leppard Only Has One Arm." <laughs> no, surprisingly, 
Dude, he's done I, a lot of cool stuff. Uh, obviously, I how many technical difficulties that one one drummer from Defibers had over the years with all those electronic drum pads. He's had to have a lot. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, he ought to meet a guy called the Winter Soldier. And you can get another arm. <laughs> dude, like, dude, well, can I borrow that for this concert in Amsterdam? You gotta go to Wakanda for that kind of action, man. Dude. Okay, I want well, it to be in Amsterdam because everyone's gonna be fucked up in the audience and I'm gonna show up with two arms and they'll be like, did we really come to the Def Leppard concert? <laughs> <laughs> we are gonna talk about that show in a little bit, but before we get there, I wanna talk about Sorry. <laughs> I just released an episode of Stryler's Family Secrets on the, the, our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the bad motivators. The whole release schedule has been completely boned because of us going into podcast jail. Because the time I should have recorded one show was spent fixing 120 other shows. So it's thrown everything off. But Amanda, <laughs> Amanda and I talked about Falcon and Winter Soldier. And you know, the Marvel series, What If? That's mm-hmm. coming up. Yes. We had a what if about Marvel on the show mm-hmm. at the end that was about, well, if you got to make out with Sebastian Stan, with Bucky, <laughs> who do I get to make out with and where's <laughs> the line? And <laughs> I don't want to spoil it, but <laughs> let me just say, Sharon Carter on the list. Oh, Black really? Widow that's the line not happening because our really? whole th- our whole thing was okay you get to make out with bucky right in front of me but i get to make out with insert name here in front of you and she's like okay oh yeah so why okay. i well i mean can i ask for one spoiler why is why is black widow the line i don't know i guess she's too hot she feels she, she feels too hot higher did you and show did, not <laughs> sebastian stands a handsome ass man <laughs> yeah like Fucking Scarlett Johansson's married to Colin Jost. Dude, here's Fucking way better looking than that dude yeah, from Yeah, 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 but I'm not, it's not me being threatened by it. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, I don't think I'm, I'm as good looking as Bucky by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> but Amanda, you know, she gets it. I get it, you know? But for some reason, mm-hmm. man, when it hits Scarlett Johansson, she's like, nope, not happening. Not up in here, she you does. Know. She does tend to like, Ooh, sexuality, the Scarlet O. Johansson. Oh, she's. So I, mm. mm-hmm. It's I just, I mean, it, it's just her way. It's her voice. It's just the way she moves. Like it's just, she, she, she just has a very ain't, sexual ain't way she acts and moves. This is how she is. Agent Carter ain't bad, man. I mean, no, no, she's totally goose from Captain Marvel. <laughs> also off limits, the Scarlet Witch. So, oh no, yeah. Elizabeth Olsen, huh? I wonder if it's the red hair thing because she knows I've always had a thing for redheads. Dude, me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, I was engaged to one and married to another. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I mentioned ginger on ginger. I mentioned crime. something like that. A lady I work with says, "How many times have you been engaged?" It's like, <laughs> well, one more time than I've been married. So you do the math. <laughs> but anyhow, anyhow, maybe she can't. So, so. You know what we're going to get straight into, because, buddy... Oh, hang on. Let me back up. I didn't get... This happened the day after we recorded last week, and I talked about it on the Sith list, I think. Maybe it was just before the show. But I had a thing happen that... <laughs> Good Lord. 
<laughs> I go pick yeah. up the kids at the babysitter, all right? Uh-huh. And my babysitter mm-hmm. is the wife of a guy I work with at the church, okay? And we le- <laughs> we leave the house, and we walk down the little steps, and they both turn the opposite direction from where the car is parked, just being silly, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, come on, guys. Dad wants to go home. Let's go. And Henry, you know, he's my dude. And he's like, all right, Dad, I'm coming. And he runs to the car. And I said, Henry, hurry up. If you can get buckled in before Stella gets here, we'll leave her. And he said, (laughs) good. I want Stella to live at Miss Julie's anyway. (laughs) Now, mind you, Stella's eight and Henry's six, right? She runs up to the car, throws the door open and says, Henry, you're being a dick. (laughs) And I wish that I had a camera on my face when that happened because I was like, I said, uh, what? What'd you say, honey? What'd you say? She goes, he's being a dick. Am, am I saying it right? Is it dick? It's dick, right? Or is it deek? Dick? And is I, it deek? And, and I said, honey, where'd you, where'd you hear that? Knowing full well, we watch Community all the time and it's, yeah, Leonard, don't be a dick. You know, you hear him say that constantly. She goes, well, I heard mom say it once. And I'm like, she knew how to get right to my heart. It's when she tells oh, me yeah. mom cusses all the time. It makes me laugh and, so much. And she also lied to your face because she heard it from you. So so what's funny is I was explaining to her. I said, hey, now listen. Here's the deal. When people say that, they mean, when they say dick, that's the, the, another word for penis. And as soon as that came out of my mouth, Henry goes, I knew that. Of course you did, man. You're a six-year-old boy. And and so I said, so Stella, I need you to promise me you won't say that anymore. And she's like, I won't. I said, are you sure? Because seriously, don't be a dick. (laughs) (laughs) It was a pretty great day for me. Oh, man. But anyhow. (laughs) Wait, wait. You remind me of a story real quick from two days ago. We were putting four-wheelers away. And my son went to go get into one of our ATVs that my wife, who's five foot tall, had been driving. And she's standing in front of the machine walking towards it as he's trying to get the seat back. Who He's six foot three almost. And he goes, you've been driving this one. And she just doesn't say anything and just flexed. <laughs> and his face, oh. <laughs> it was just fun to see the disgust in his face as she flexed on him. <laughs> And for teenagers, if you guys don't know about teenagers, like that's a sick burn by his mother. Like just the act of flexing on him, you know. That's awesome, just, man. It was awesome. I was so proud of her because, like, our thing lately is just we got to get at their egos and bug them. We got to do stuff to tease them. Oh, dude! The other we, day at home, we're always like burn to each other and to the kids. <laughs> nice. The other day, dude. my daughter's like, "Dad, are you going to get dressed?" You're not going to take me. You're not going to take me to school in your robe and your shorts and your flip flops. I'm like, that's exactly what I'm going to do now. <laughs> Dude, speak, speaking of robes, quick robe story. I, uh, my, my uh, mother used to date a guy who would not towel off when he got out of the shower. He would he just air drying, motherfucker. He would just put a robe on and just walk around till he was dry. I, uh, I was like, that's fucking weird. Towel off, number one. But right? two, Today I uh I forgot to get a towel when I was going to the shower. Uh-huh. I don't know how was my robe sitting there. 
So I had to put a robe on to go where the towels were and go grab it. That was the most uncomfortable shit I've ever done. Right? It feels so weird. Like it's cold in different places. And like it's just mm-hmm. it, like who wants to put on clothes when you're wet? It's just like it's just can drying off with a robe. Get the fuck out of here. Dude's all like noodling <laughs> around under that armor around your house. And you're like, God damn it. <laughs> Get a fucking towel. A you're fucking dripping towel. everywhere. <laughs> you're already with my mom, man. Dry off. Put was, up with your shit. Was with my mom. I was. Had, <laughs> my, my mom. My mom called me today, and she goes, "I need you to do me a favor." And I was like, "She would kill me if I told this story." And I was like, "She was like, I was, I was, I was like, what?" She's like, "Um, I had an online dating profile, and I'm trying to uh, cancel the the like like deactivate the account, but I can't do it from my phone, and I can't do it from my work computer. And she has no internet at her house because where she is, like she can't get internet. <laughs> it's like she wants salad internet. She's like, can you log into my account and deactivate it for me? And I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't want to see like your 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 oh, dating dude. profile. Oh, dude! And she, yeah. and she was like. She's like, well, just, just, just don't, just don't read it or anything. Just go in there and deactivate it and move on. And I was like, all right, all right. So I, I went in there and I hit the little, the, the little cog wheel. It's always like the settings or something. I found it with deactivate. I said, wait, let me go in here and like delete all your pictures. Like make sure they're all gone and let me like delete all the other shit just to make sure it's actually gone. And I and then and like she didn't have any scandalous photos or anything. My mom's very modest, but like she, she had her her little her, her little bio there, and I and I I proceeded to mortify her by reading no. it out loud to her. <laughs> no. Oh, you read it out loud to her. Okay, that's yeah. funny. Middle aged yeah, mom searching for dick. <laughs> yeah, she was like, "Please stop, please stop." I'm like, mom, this is exactly what you would do if I asked you to do the same thing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, this is what you wood. get for going through my car when I was like 19 and finding my nice. Jägermeister and throwing it away. <laughs> nice, dude. I'm 40 and my mom threw some weed away recently. What? Dude, I live with Mormons. <laughs> All but right, I can't, okay. <laughs> let's slow down here. Here's what we're getting ready to do right now. So strap in. Oh, yeah. Who got what, man? And you know what? I'm going to be the who that tells the what first off. I got another 6-inch Black Series Jar Jar. This one on clearance at Target for $15. What is weird to me is that there were two peg hooks worth of jar jars at some point, right? Because of their planogram. I can see it on the thing, but never once have I seen any more than this one jar jar in that store. Really? Then it went ahead and got on clearance for 15 bucks, you know? So it's not like those things were sitting there camping out full of jar jars at any point. But yeah, yeah, I guess it's just a chain-wide thing here. Slap Jar Jar on clearance. So I picked it up for 15 bucks. That way I can stand one up at work or something. The other thing I got was, was a letter a sympathy buy? Do you like feel bad for him sitting up there? No, I wanted to have one that I could put on my desk, specifically at work, and then maybe one at home too, you know? Or if Amanda okay. wanted one, because she loves Jar Jar. But uh, for 15 bucks, it's hard to pass that up. But How can you add? The other thing, figure for 15 bucks. <laughs> the other thing I got was a letter in the mail. And this letter was from the city of Maywood, I think it is, Maywood, Illinois, telling okay. me 
that on February 21, I was issued a citation for parking overnight in their fair city in the Hmm. Volvo registered in my name. I'm like, okay, let's see. That is hundreds of miles away from my home. I have never (laughs) once been there, and I haven't owned a Volvo for seven years. And it's like, (laughs) you don't need to appear in court, but you do need to blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what's not anywhere on this sheet of paper? A phone number. (laughs) And so I'm like, okay. So I look up their, the city government page, uh, uh, their webpage, and start, uh, call a phone number. Leave a message. Nothing. I call again today, and finally, after tons of prompts, end up in parking. Press one for, you've reached the something-something parking of uh, City of Maywood. For parking, press one. For overnight parking, press two. Boop. <laughs> the person you are looking for is not available. <laughs> Hello, you've reached parking for City of Maywood. To pr- <laughs> parking, press one. For overnight parking, press two. Boop. The person you're looking for is not available. <laughs> Hello, you've run. I'm like, oh my God. So yeah, I they left. In the I, loop. Yeah, I finally pressed another selection and left another message to see if anybody calls me. So hey, City of Maywood. First of all, you now for overnight street parking, you have to pay money every day. You have to make get an account and keep it full of money to park on the street anywhere in their town overnight. Really? That's a scam. But also, how in the hell? So here's what it makes me wonder. I asked my buddy who has uh, worked for a car dealer. I traded this car in in Missouri. And I'm sure at for the, its age, it just got auctioned off, right? And here's what's funny. I was on the way to a gig up in Bloomington, Illinois for like this... Uh, this touring TSO thing I did and my old car passed me on Interstate 55. I recognized it instantly. (laughs) And uh, anyway, so my buddy Lucas said, well, here's what happened. The dealership, they never got a new title. They just signed the back of the title when it went to auction and it's like kind of like a third party check where you endorse it underneath of it. And the person who ended up with it never ever did anything with it as far as getting plates. (laughs) <laughs> they just probably slapped any set of plates on it and been driving around for seven years and just haven't gotten pulled over yet. And now this. And it's like, dude, I am not paying that $40. I am so super serious. Yeah. Not going to do it. This actually, happen- this actually happened to my dealership last year, and we're still fighting it. So we, ho- we took a car in on trade. I signed the title, signed a reassignment, signed a wholesale order, sent it to this dealer. He sold it to another dealer who sold it to a person who got a bunch of parking tickets in Salt Lake City. And they came after me. And I sent all the proof into their city, everything into the city that I sold the car. thought I'd never hear about it. year goes by until like two months ago. I get a call from a gentleman from Western Africa. I can't tell you which country, but I did not understand a third of what he was saying. And, like, I could understand two-thirds of it. So, like, very proud of this gentleman for taking the time to to try and get to a point where he could communicate in our language here. So, I don't want to specify I'm not being an ugly American. But at the same time, no, I sent proof in. Well, you have to send the proof in again. And then I have a guy show up to the place summoning me to collections court. So, little known fact, independent auto dealers are... 
Yep, I got served. And uh, little little known fact, little independent auto dealers can join a little union where you get like free attorneys. So I just made this phone call and I'm like, can you go fight this court case? Here's my evidence that I've already sent to them. And the, and the guy calls me back like an hour later and he's like, yeah, I got that collection taken away, but boy, were they dumb. And I could not understand this one guy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I just well, it blows my mind that something if like I didn't this. Have that attorney, I'd go be down. paying the fine of two hundred and eighty bucks. Well, my grandfather, who was a lawyer, uh, we would go on big long out west trips, and he would uh, like I think I think we went um, to like we were going out west, and we stopped at Sturges one year. Whenever oh yes, yeah, so, South Dakota, where all the Harley riders are. Yeah, and he and he and he parked in the he, he, he illegally parked because you could not find parking there anywhere. And we came back and there was like like a like a ticket on his car, and he got another one the next day. And the next day, turns out he would do it all the time, and and he would just be like, he would just not pay him. I'm like, you're a lawyer, I'm like you surely you know the the reaper the repercussions of <laughs> not paying this. He's like, he's like, nah, it'll be fine. I'm like. Fair enough, Paul. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, city of Maywood, um, suck it. That's all I got to yeah. say. I've been on that car for seven years. Do your like due diligence on Dude, who owns this. It's just so yeah. weird, man. Anyhow, well, well, they're following the path is, of least resistance, man. Exactly. Well, what's nuts about both these situations, because they're similar, you have to register the vehicle with the state. They have a record of the owner. Just get the VIN number. Boom, boom. And well, yeah. that has to be how they found me because the plates yeah. probably didn't go, obviously didn't go with the car because I didn't get new plates whenever I got my Nissan. It's the plates yeah. that used to be on my Volvo, I'm pretty sure. It's pretty funny that the that the city may would come after you for a parking ticket, but 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 the but the state of Illinois is not coming after you for not registering your car for seven years. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, did anybody get, else get anything? Nope, just to I got share some your lumber joy. for my new house. There you go. But these framers are a little lazy. They apparently they don't want to work in fifty degree weather that's a little rainy. I'm like, man. <laughs> I know I have a desk job all most of my life selling cars, and but I worked in the rain. I shoveled snow off of cars when they snowed on the cars. You're just, man. Like, you're just like, get that wood in your hands and nail it. <laughs> I'm sick of living in my parents' house. God damn it. Let's go. Dude. Yeah. It's brutal. Well, you know, the <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think it's even worse because we're our our new house is around the corner from our where we're currently living, so we just drive right by there and not see progress all the time. Oh, it's maddening. Yeah, yeah, it's like even sucks. worse because of that. Yeah, that sucks. Well, cool. It looks like I saved who got what this week, and it's about you time. Did. And <laughs> if it hadn't have been for Jar Jar, that yeah, I you know I would get some of these new Black Series figures. They had the. The Empire Strikes Back 40th anniversary ones. is That's right, 40th. Yeah. It, yeah. It, but like they look like the archive series boxes, you know? Dude, Aww. I just don't care. It's like, yay, there's Han Solo in his, in his snow gear. Yay, there's Luke Skywalker in his snow gear. I'm so <laughs> not those. buying that. But if it was Bad Batch, I would probably buy that. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, those are are floating around. There's a whole bunch of cool ones floating around out there that I've I've not seen, you know. Yeah. I'm still waiting for some kind of notification on my my, uh, uh, Bo-Katan, Nada, and uh, she pretty. Yeah, I know. I know. You don't got to show her off, you little bitch. Well, I Um, just uh, keep her on my (laughs) desk because she's gorgeous. Um, But uh, not the flex. yeah, there, there's quite a few. Like you know, there's like there's like what two, at least two of the bad batch dudes out there now, right? I think. Yes. Yeah, and um, there's the dude, the not the sharpshooter. Inventress the, is out there too. Yeah, yeah I t- want her. Tech. I think he's he's out there. The yeah. I don't, he's I, not I don't the sharpshooter. He's, he's the. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if if tech is out yet. I think he's been announced. I think I think the I think the Rambo dudes out, and I think the big old yeah. tank dudes out too. Yeah, yeah, the Rambo dude and the like buff dude. Yeah, the dude that the dude that smells the earth and knows where everything is. <laughs> right. <laughs> I smell dirt. I know what's going on with this planetary alignment. I still love the show, and I love the characters, and I'm definitely getting the figures. But my new thing. Because I don't have the funds because of the house, I, I'm definitely relying on people to find them in the wild or myself to find them in the wild. I've gone clear back to the OG Dallas collector. Got to find it in the wild. I That's where I'm at now, man. I just, I want to see it. I want to, I mean, sure, it's super easy to just order it from Entertainment Earth or Megalopolis or something. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding on that second one. But, you know, it's, it, I just exactly. I, I <laughs> come on, yeah. You know, yeah. No, I, I was just I was just reminiscing about us about all our commentaries when during the Clone Wars, whenever the Bad Batch was happening. That was some good times. Making it was fun of those dudes and talking about it. I, I mean, love I, I love the episodes, but it was just fun to poke fun at the. Oh yeah, the, yeah. Man. At the at the stereotypes there, <laughs> you know. <laughs> My favorite thing about what we like with Star Wars is making fun of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's that's why I think we get so upset when people like get so serious about how they hate it or how much like Kathleen Kennedy ruined it or blah, blah, blah. Cause like you're missing the fun. Make fun of the stuff you don't like and just enjoy the rest. Like, I constantly, it's not, it's not even, no, it's, it's better to make fun of the things you do love. Cause if you can make fun of the things you do love, then you'll be much happier. If you can't make fun of the things that you love, then you'll you'll be become super sensitive and bitter when anybody says anything about it at all that you don't agree with. Yeah. It's just it's just it's and and that and that's so boring. I'm sorry guys, you people who get so upset about everything Star Wars, it's boring. It's very yeah. boring to listen to you whine about this and that and this and that. Like like we all want great stories and we all want this and that. But you, at the end of the day, you also have to realize it's Star Wars, and yeah. so there's, so there's, there, there's a there's a continual theme throughout every story ever told in Star Wars. It's it's, it's kind of a, a, a gradually continuing thing, all kind of similar kind of you know we're all going towards this this thing. It's peak and peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys. How can we keep this story going? That's what Star Wars is. So like, there's gonna be some stuff you like and stuff you don't like. So I never take 
it too seriously because otherwise yeah. I would move on from it and not want to talk right. about it at all. It's much more fun to make fun of characters like Toro Calican and say that they are the product of Indiana Jones having a love child with some random biker bar gal <laughs> in the restroom of said biker bar. <laughs> I wouldn't give him that much credit. Um, the uh, Oh, yeah, the he's po- definitely not Indiana Jones's <laughs> kid. You're right. My mistake. Or 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 a biker gal's uh, kid. Um, but uh, <laughs> I... Uh, I don't know. It's just it's just so much more. Fun. I, I I like like it's the same way like with your friends. Like you make fun of your friends because you like them. You know what I mean? Right. Like right. when you when you when when you spend so much time hanging out. Like the the first trick is to get somebody to hang out with you. The second trick is to be able to continue to want to hang out with them. And the best way to do that is if they can handle you making fun of them. If they can't handle right. making fun of them and, and and you handle it back and forth, that 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 friendship's probably going to end pretty quick. It's yeah. gonna become boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Agreed. yeah. That's one thing, man. It's like it's always funny too who, when people are are shocked at how much dudes make fun of each other. Oh yeah, it's like that's just a given, man. That's just. And yeah, my just, wife has said on occasions, "You guys hate each other, right?" <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, we keep hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> we keep coming back. We're just, we're just gl- gl- gluttons for pain. Well, speaking of people bitching about things, here's something that came out, and I <laughs> I don't have the source, okay? Star Wars Underworld guys brought this out, and it came from somebody else. I think it may have been the, the, uh, the lady who had done the Skype thing with Ryan Johnson. Is that who this is from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's who uh, she did that Skype with him. But regardless, regardless... He said he would love to direct an episode of The Mandalorian. Now, has anybody given him the the idea that he may be invited to? I don't know anything about that. But what I know is that he would love to uh, direct an episode of it. Yeah. So, I mean... For me, I love The Last Jedi, and I'm all for it. Of course, you know, it would be the second episode of a season, and he would kill Moff Gideon in it, and everybody else that opposed him. And then the next episode, you'd be like, well, I guess we're bringing Palpatine back. So, (laughs) you know, that's the one downside. (laughs) <laughs> but but no, I think it'd be cool, man. I I think I think his style's great, and uh, yeah. But what do you guys make of this? By the way, that lady's name's uh, Soraya Wilson. That's she's right. Been, Thank the, the you. The original interview with him, but she's been like slowly trickling out little information about him. Um, I about the conversation. I think it'd be great. I mean, he he's obviously shown he can do TV. He did two great episodes of uh, Breaking Bad, and yeah. and plus he's just he's just got an eye for for visual storytelling um mm-hmm. so i mean he plus he cares about the franchise so he would really like put his all into it right um whether or not that's actually a thing going to happen i i don't know he seems, seems like a pretty busy dude i mean he's in the, he's in the process of building like a, a saga for the uh um uh knives out you know what i mean like the, yeah. with, with with netflix and yeah, and, and and which which makes you feel like that Star Wars project is getting pushed back a little bit further, unless he's going to tackle tackle two worlds at a time. But what I found funny about it, and I kind of mentioned it in in the in the pregame meeting here, um, 
was the the tale of two parts of the day on on Twitter that oh, day yeah. that that came out. Like when when it first came out, like I saw people like bitching. They were just like, "Oh, that 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 woman's just like doing this for attention, or she's she what else she gonna tell us or whatever." And they were just kind of like, they were just kind of being, I don't know, just kind of sick of her keeping staying relevant by keep putting out her information about Ryan. Ryan Johnson and I'm, in my mind, I'm like, she paid for that interview and do what the hell she wants. Like, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And, uh, um, um, but the second half of the day was people like, Oh man, that'd be so cool. Like it was such a weird thing. Like, 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 like this is what happens when I'm, when I'm not at work, I'm at school and I'm like taking breaks and like checking stuff or whatever. Like I see like different things that happen throughout the day. And, and it was, it was so weird. And then, and then the Star Wars Underworld picked up on it, and they shared her tweet and did the whole thing. And people were like, seemed to be in happy spirits about the whole process. And so it was kind of weird. Whenever she mentioned it, they were like, "Ah, oh, dick." And then, when, and then, when, and then when they mentioned, they were like, "Oh, that sounds awesome." It was just weird. This is a weird way it went about. Um, that is but weird. Uh, yeah, but if he were to do it, just speaking on the topic or the, or, the, or whatever, I think it'd be great, and I, I think oh, yeah. it'd do well, and. I mean, that's all you can really say. I mean, my guess is it never happens. That's how I would. That's how I would put it. So too much shit going on. Do you think though? Let's just say that he did. Okay. Yeah. Do you think the the haters would just completely ignore the actual quality of the episode just based on the fact that it was him? Yes. And and for, and for possibly clicks. say it's their least favorite episode. Oh, easily, easily. Well, I can find think of two people in my personal life that would say that. Yeah, they'll find a reason, and then the, and of course there'll be about roughly seven hundred thousand YouTube videos about it. That one episode breaking it down frame by frame of why Ryan Johnson is the worst. You know, so they they they've been they've been dining and nibbling at the Last Jedi for the last what three or four years now. So I mean, they gotta have some more Ryan Johnson hate things. Especially when, especially whenever Knives Out was like universally loved and everything else. So what were they going to do about that? Well, but they uh, hated the prequels for ten years before all this. So true that, homie. They just love to hate Star Wars, but they keep buying it. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, and the funny thing is, they'll all watch it. That's my that's my yep. that's my favorite part about all of this. Yeah, is the is people will complain about everything they hate about Star Wars and ingest every single bit of it. It's just. It's yeah. so funny. It's like, kind of like funny like oh Disney's me. so mad that you're so upset, but yet you keep watching it anyways. The one the you know <laughs> the executive board is like hearing all that noise, and then they look over at the you know bank account and go, "We're good, <laughs> everything's fine. We're all fine here. Yeah, How are you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. People love it. Apparently, love to hate it <laughs> or love it doesn't matter. That that number on my account looks great. Yeah. I've been, um, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you're fine. No, I'm just saying, yeah, you're absolutely right. I don't I don't know, man. I I don't know. But anyway, go well, on. Like I almost wonder if they're like, yeah, we should get Ryan. Think of all that YouTube coverage we're gonna get on the series <laughs> Mandalorian. We might get like thousand million more subscribers. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I I uh, yeah. I, I would just watch it like I would anything else and say if I liked it or I didn't. That's how I would go about it. I'm not I'm not into uh, in uh sensationalism in the least but uh the um something that's possibly more realistic of a thing happening is um 
What do you guys think? And I saw it kind of float around on Twitter. What do you guys think about the chance of Krennic appearing on Andor? I'm down. I mean, do you think it's a you think you you think that's a pretty good possibility, at least for an episode? I think that I mean the okay. Would it completely fit in the timeline and be awesome? That let's address that question first. Yes to both. It would rule. I, I would mm-hmm. love to see more Krennic. Will they do it? I don't know. Who knows? It's really tough to say. It, because here's the deal. And I mean, this is something that I like for sure, is that in all of the Disney Plus series so far that I've been invested in, which would basically be The Mandalorian, WandaVision, and The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm sure there's been something else that's just not any of those properties. I just don't. I don't care. (laughs) The surprises, the things they've done to just shock me that I didn't see coming have been so good. And honestly I mean Luke showed up nearly impossible to predict that man anything is anything could happen just who knows so as soon as I say I don't think they would that's when they'll do it right that's like once young Mark Hamill showed up I'm like all right, cool just don't even expect anything it is off limits and it was amazing Dude, that's how, you, that's, how, that's how I felt when Tamora Morrison showed up. I mean, right? like it just, it just, it just, just well, to see him there again. Well, think about the context of before we started the show four years ago, like five years ago, we would talk about, well, if, if they ever brought back Boba Fett, you know, it'd have to be Tamora Morrison and blah, 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 blah. And yeah. people are like, oh, it's not going to work out. And then they do it down the road and it totally works. And now we get a series or a short mini series. I don't know exactly the details on how long it is, but yeah, that should yeah. be dope. I mean, when I, people talk about Thrawn showing up and Ezra showing up in shows, I'm like, yeah, probably happen. <laughs> I'm not yeah. ever going to doubt anything ever. It's possibility. Yep. Yeah. Well, well, like, uh, <laughs> our buddies, uh, Corey and Noah, I think it was specifically Corey mentioned it, um, that, the synopsis or whatever was that for the Ahsoka show was that was that Ahsoka was going to be searching for Grand Animal Thrawn and and uh, uh, was searching for Ezra and all that stuff. I was like, find about the whereabouts of Ezra. I'm like, I, I was like, yeah, <laughs> like I don't know what else what else they would be doing. But thanks for the report, guys. I appreciate the info. Um, but I think I think Krennic, I think Krennic's a real possibility. And plus, because because you know Minda would want to do it. That's the thing. Like Mendo oh, yeah. loved the character, and he's like deeply ingrained in the Disney family now with with Rogue yeah. One and and Cap and uh, Captain Marvel and all that stuff. Like yeah, like I I think he's even I think he's even he, I think he's going to be in that show with uh, Samuel Jackson as well. Yeah. Um. So was was that was that called Secret Avengers? That was called. I can't remember. <sighs> Is that, a, is that a for sure thing with Samuel L. Jackson? Yes. Yeah, yes, that's it, how yes. they're going to have Nick Fury kind of have his series. Yeah. And yeah, that makes yeah. sense with like Talos, you know? 
Yeah, it was it was mentioned in that big investors meeting. Whenever they they where where Marvel like laid out all this shit, like these like laid their dick on the table, like there it is, like all this stuff out Look there. Look how big it is. Yeah, that there was a bunch of stuff, and that was one of them. And they mentioned Samuel L. Jackson specifically. Um, so, and I think I think Ben Mendelsohn as well. Um, so I I I could totally see him putting on his putting on the suit at least for one episode, you know, to see like you know. Cassian get a little deeper into the empire. Maybe he, he you know he's under he's under disguise and he finds his way in there and you know gets into a meeting or something. Well, I can see that happening. I, I I'll say this, and this is purely not on data when I when this opinion. So this is like speculation, but I would speculate that Rogue One's popularity is very big, and Disney knows this. So. I mean, just based on the cosplays at the conventions and, you know, like just the traffic and then you have all this like comic book stuff. and You know what I mean? Like I, I can just I can just see them um, doing it at least for one episode just for the fact that there's a big Rogue One following there. Rogue One tr- trends multiple times a year. Yeah. On yeah. Twitter. It, yeah, it goes it, through, yeah. Here's something. I have select songs on my phone that I always have on shuffle in the car. And yes, it's a boatload of Taylor Swift and (laughs) the mo all the recent star Wars soundtracks. And when rogue one's score is so good. Oh yeah. Giacchino Killed it. That Imperial Suite, which is, you know, Krennic's theme. And it killed it quickly, too. It's so good. It's so good. And I loved how it, it, it didn't feel like John Williams scores, but it was of a similar nature. It paid homage. And, and yeah. it, dude... And so everything about Rogue One is really good. I wish they would release the Snyder cut of it, but <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> I would anything more that they can give us from that movie is arms wide open for me, man. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't didn't Giacchino make that score in like less than a month? He did. It was a very short amount of time. It, I don't might remember even the exact figure. Three weeks. But it was it, it was, was tied. Ridiculous. Yeah. And he nailed it. He just came out and crushed it. It's, yeah. it's funny you say that because uh London and I have been watching Lost. Yeah, like doing a rewatch. It's the first rewatch for me in forever and his first time through it. And just that music is amazing. So like I really my appreciation for the Rogue One soundtrack greatly grew because I love Lost so much and just re, re listening to it again fresh again having not listened to that music for so long. Uh-huh. It's just funny Eric said that. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, God, that soundtrack for freaking Rogue One rules. Well, you know, if 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 John Williams was not capable of doing the trilogy, the, the, the sequel trilogy, that's who JJ would have called. It would have been it would it would have been oh, yeah. Jakina, guaranteed. But yeah. like. It's um, I mean, and who was the dude that did the solo? Oh, um, he, mm. of course you John had to ask. Something wasn't it? Ask me, John Powell. 
Yeah, yeah John Powell. Who did that was, like that was excellent score. too. Yeah. Yeah. How to not Train Your Dragon score. was like his one of his big things before that whole franchise. And uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, in like Clone Wars, I'm, like all the music that's not been John Williams Star Wars has been excellent. It's it's just yeah. it's 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 because they they take it, it's it's not that they're copying what he did, but they take the feeling that he created and they find a way to express it differently. And yeah, I think right. it's I I think it's very it's it's I mean well I mean what what better of a inspiration can you have than John Williams when you're right. making music? You know, so I mean it's it's uh. Yeah, they they've done a very very good job. I well, I'm I'm especially like I said that whole Jacino thing getting it done so quickly it it really speaks to that man's talent because it was oh, yeah. it was superb. I, I do appreciate that Disney realizes that George when George said that the music is a character in this saga, you know they they have always appreciated that sentiment yeah. that's in the the films he was involved with. So I'm mm-hmm. getting people who aren't John Williams as it could be really screwed up, and they haven't fucked that up at all. <laughs> I think they, I think they I think they would rather delay the movies than than, than deliver a subpar uh, score. I Agreed. think they would. Oh yeah, agree. because it's been such an important part. I mean, hell, there was a a point where the uh, not that there, it was a theory per se, but just an idea that the score was the force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. It's you can sure see it, and here's a surprise that not Star Wars related, but this whole Indiana Jones five that you keep hearing yeah. about. I mean, there's been a couple of official ca- casting announcements and so on, but yet it still just drags along. John Williams is doing the score for it. That's really crazy. and I getting close to ninety, isn't he? Yeah, he is and I like thought eighty nine. I think that he was retiring after. So did uh, I the T Ross, but I mean, good on him. T Ross. I don't heard to call I that like that. That's kind of cool. Th- I don't think that <laughs> sorry T Ross tonight. But I don't think that I loved the score for The Force Awakens. Loved it. I it but nothing from The Last Jedi and from Rise of Skywalker really sticks out to me the way those did. You know, it maybe maybe I'm just missing well, something, but I mean, obviously, you establish themes, and you're going to have a lot of variations on those themes. Well, you're also you've only really introduced new characters in the Force Awakens that oh, are man, major I love enough. To get, theme though, I love it. That's that's what I'm saying. Like when in the other two films in that that trilogy. You, you're mixing the old with the new mostly in those other two films because well, you're and, not and really all, introducing any legacy characters per se. Well, well we've all talked about in uh, T. Ross how they how they uh, <laughs> I'm not going to call it anything with that for now on uh, how they how they um, combined Ray and Kylo's theme in that one part in the movie, mm-hmm, right? Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not imagining that that happened. That wasn't a fever dream. Uh, but like that was at the very end, right? When they were fighting Palpatine, is that when it happened? Yeah, when when yeah, because he's good. And what they did is they made his theme major. Higher. It was reharmonized major instead of yeah, instead of minor. I mean, strokes like that were really really good. Like the the yeah. moves he did. A, I mean, he did a lot of pro moves, but 
but you're right. Nothing. There's there's nothing that stands out that's like duel of fates. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't oh, have no. that. It doesn't have that kind of impact. He, but let's but be honest though. They were he was solid, doing solid Phantom, scores when he was doing Phantom Menace. Let's be honest. That was like his MVP season. Well, league, well, you know, when he was doing, he, like, when he was shooting doing, from the logo and making that shit on the reg. Well, and also he was telling a story from a different time. So yeah. it, it so it couldn't be it, you you couldn't I mean so is the sequel trilogy but like the sequel trilogy while it's a different time than the OT it's still it's yeah. still it's still set in that world it's still kind of there yeah the the prequel trilogy is glitz and glamour baby you know what i mean like it's yeah. it's it's it's, it's lots dun, 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 dun. yep it's it, that shit i mean it's just like it's just like holy war shit, you know what I mean? Like with 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 the Jedi doing all their things. I mean, like there it had to be really lofty, lots of coral stuff going on. Like it had to really be yeah. up there. So I mean, they were telling this. I mean, the music represented the size, the scale of the story being told. So I mean, it it, it was different. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I think they told him that he had to like really feed in from the OT when he did the sequel trilogy. Really, oh, yeah. like feed off of that. I could, I could be wrong, but it, that's, that's, my, that's the, my guess. The prequels, it it's a tough thing to beat. The score mm-hmm. for those films, mm-hmm. the scores for those films are just tremendous. There's no other way of putting it. They got such volume to them. You know what yeah. I mean? Fucking rule, man. I like, you, just. Just think about the opening of Revenge of the Sith with the space battle. Fuck, that music's good. In the Patreon show that I did uh, called John Williams Metal Maestro, you see, and I mean, don't get me wrong, Galactic Empire really did faithful renditions of the instrumentation of those things just all on guitar and bass guitar. But, dude... They were just as metal when it was the symphony. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty amazing when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just delivered in a major way. And I, I can't say enough about it. I don't know how anybody can compose at that level. Right. It just oh my baffles God. my mind. Like, like there's there's no way anybody ever does. Like again, I, mean, I, I just I can't see it happening again. Just the amount of major franchises that he helped build. Like oh, it, I know. I mean, we could we we could list them all off, but take too long. I mean, how I many? Would. I mean, how many awards has he won? Like, what what he was he what was he going for? Like his fiftieth Grammy or something like that? What's something like, like that? Well, he's got Oscars growing out his ass too. Yeah, it's just yeah. I just it's no, it's not what the Grammy. No, there's something else. Oh, Grammy. Yeah, Grammys. Grammys too. Are, he's got some Grammys too. Are are the, all music? The Oscars, Oscars the Academy, are the Academy Award. Awards. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. he's got Oscars too, so he's got both. Yeah. Of course, he's got he's got he, he's probably has a whole house for his <laughs> award. Dude, he might have snuck out once and got a Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah yeah. Oh man! I mean, but but ju- just the musical town of that family alone is kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, but 
yeah. Anyways, John Williams, you're the best. And I, I'm curious to see what he does with uh, Indy Five. Uh, I, I, I hope he, I hope he makes it because that movie's taken forever to get going, man. I hope it's. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to wish death. He's 89. That's that's a, that's an old man. 89 is old. Uh, I, 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 I worry about his health doing that. That kind of high stress kind of stuff at that age. <laughs> yeah, but, that. It, yeah. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You, but, you, you're asking a lot of your body at that age to, to yeah. compose music, take all the hours, then, you know, get everybody, all the, you know, all the musicians on the same page with how the flow of the music's going to go and then playing it out, practicing it, recording it. The nice. amazing, the amazing thing about the musicians, right? They don't have rehearsals. Really? They sight read that crap. Yeah. What? Oh yeah. How yeah. about them apples? That's yeah. Kramer in the pimp coat walking down the road. <laughs> Dude. Got my cane. Uh. For real. Right. Yeah. I mean that that to me, that is just beyond I I just couldn't imagine wow. operating at a skill level like that to be able to sight read sight unseen. I mean Maybe they when, get the stuff a day or two early, but I don't think that they've they don't have like a month to work no, on it. I, I think they show up and they're handed the sheet music and they're like, "All right, let's do this." Well, I yeah. mean, when you read when you when you read musical notes more than you probably read words. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it becomes you know just your second nature too, especially especially those professional symphony players. Like, I mean, they they think about how much training they. And practice they've done to get where they are like it's, yeah that's true I mean, oh man no c- come on come on that i still feel like let's give them props i still feel like that's you know randy from south park leaving the dispensary on his own nuts hippity hop of course it's impressive bam we're reading this but, music we've never played before together of course, but you don't get to be that impressive without putting the time in that they have. Oh so yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's, it's a given too. I mean, like it would be, it would be way more impressive if, like the if, if like the high school band pulled that off. You know what I mean? Oh my god, <laughs> like, that is true. If I, dated, I tried to pull it off. <laughs> I dated a girl in high school who played the clarinet in band, and when they would go to like contest she would be petrified that she would be the one that they the judges pick at random to sight read a passage. Ooh, and she's yeah. like, if it's me, we're not gonna win. I just <laughs> that's all there is to it. It's like I get it. I <laughs> I get it, man. The the ability to read like that is pretty tremendous. And that's something I worked with a violin player who was classically trained. That was her that's her entire life. She teaches and does gigs. She doesn't sit on the St. Louis Symphony, uh, but she, like, she was actually the contractor that the Trans Siberian Orchestra. Whenever they come to town, they hire a local string section, and because those people can sight read, they're not going to travel with, mm-hmm. you know. And wow, she was the the head of them. She would hi- be responsible for hiring the people. And here's what made me crazy, though, is that I, you know, playing with the Trans Siberian Orchestra would be like a dream come true for me because of the just the hugeness of it and the pyro and yeah. all that. I asked her what it was like, and she said they have really good catering. 
<laughs> God, that's your takeaway from this. Wow. But anyway, she would get so mad when people refer- referred to what she did as a talent. She's like, it's not a talent. Still, I didn't do this. I decided when I was six years old that my life was going to be different than everybody else's. <laughs> and I spent all my time dedicating yeah. myself to this. That is not a talent. That is a a, a learned skill. And I, it's like, yeah. I get it. I yeah. do. I understand. But shut up. <laughs> You're talented, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So what else is shaking in Star Wars, man? Anything? And nothing that worth really deep diving into, if I'm honest. I, I mean, I was thinking about Star Wars the other day, like unique <laughs> ways, you know me. I was just thinking about it. Well, I know. was thinking like, you know, I was watching it, actually Rogue One, and Vader's getting out of the Bacta tank, right? And I'm like, what things would, would Bacta like heal that's like severe? Like if you're a a Jedi and you're fighting some like dude who's got like a lightsaber, a blaster gets past your lightsaber somehow and your dick gets partially burned. Like if you're like getting healed in the back to, will it grow that section of dick back? Uh, I, I think, I think, I think it just heals all like wounds and contusions. I don't know. It it doesn't grow anything. I don't think that's, that's what the, that's what you're going to have. Like, you know, when you see a slice of Swiss cheese, you'll have like a half circle section of your meat out. Yeah, good chance. Good chance. <sighs> yeah, unusual be- dick after that. Be get a freaking yeah, uh, but you could, but but like but like think it could become like a whistle. You know what I mean? That's god dang it. That's just what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I was gonna a say. A recorder, <laughs> definitely a skin flute. <laughs> Standing outside naked in the early in the morning, and when the wind blows, you just hear. We're pissing outside, Luke. Oh, <laughs> good lord! <laughs> the neighbors can hear you pissing. <laughs> I wonder if it'd be uh, like I mean, a, those penny whistles, you know, where you pull the. <laughs> if that's what would happen if you like tugged on it a little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh gosh, it's, it's, I can think of some other some other scenarios I like to talk about with that, but I will I will pass over it. <laughs> The- well, I mean, like, like in uh, Last Jedi, we saw they have like the skin sewing thing. So, I mean, but in the previous trilogies, I mean, we never saw. We just Bacta. That's what I'm saying. What? What? It's well, well, Bacta heals the wounds, but you have to like have a, a droid come in and like, ah, oh, dude, fill and it's in like all holes. working on your dick over there, all embarrassingly <laughs> like standing. Don't come in here. I'm busy. <laughs> I'm getting work done. I'm tired of whistling. Yeah, don't, the want wind. Any, don't want anybody to bump this droid right now. The the droid comes in and looks at your wang and it's like, oh, we're gonna need nanobots for this. <laughs> droid's got jokes. Droid's because got it's jokes. small. But if you didn't understand that joke, <laughs> yes. That I have was a hard time the, understanding uh human humor. <laughs> that was the joke. Well, uh, we're just a little bit away from the bad batch coming up. So yeah. May fourth. How far are we out from that? Three weeks. Couple Does that weeks, sound right? Yeah, couple weeks. Uh, I it's think the nineteenth. So yeah. So it's you know in the meanwhile we've all actually two weeks and a day we've been watching yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier, yes. or I'm sorry, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Me personally, I really enjoy the story of the people. 
like the characters. And so when it slows down a little bit, I like it. I know that's been a complaint of people still at this point. But I will say this, like my wife, she's completely over Carly Morgenthau. She's like, she needs to die. And, <laughs> and it's like, dang, man. Damn. But uh, <laughs> she's a redhead too. Yeah. I, I, she, I'm, I'm sensing a redhead bloodlust. Yeah. Yeah, and man. She, hates, she don't like gingers. She <laughs> hates uh, crapped in America. That's what I was calling him. <laughs> but I do think his story's interesting. And even though, obviously, he's was designed to be hated, when you see the scene where he is being stripped of, you know, no pension, no nothing. Yeah. Because of years this, of service. I, that, I thought, was grossly unfair. But yeah, what did not, you guys not, think of the episode? I was going to say, not to mention that all the people he killed because they told him to kill him in the past. And now he's like, oh, I, 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 lose, I, I lose control once. And then you're, you know, or, or shown I lose control once. And then you bitch has made everything. me this way. At least give me my pension. I mean, right. I mean, he, he, he literally said, you made me. And it was just, uh, yeah, it was pretty, it was a sad, good moment. Like I had some, had some sympathy for him. Uh, which is which is which is, which is a sign of good writing when and good acting whenever you can have sympathy though the person who just beheaded somebody the episode before, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, with Steve uh, Rogers' but, but, shield. But then he immediately went and lied to the parents of his partner that he that that guy was the guy that killed their son or whatever else. And yeah, but but um, now, overall, did, I thought did they mm-hmm. establish for sure though that he knows that's not the case? Because he did think that that guy was the one who did it when he killed him. At least that's was my takeaway. I don't know. He he definitely seemed like he knew he was lying to them. Like his facial expression said, uh, "I'm not telling the truth," and he he looked really guilty. Um, but I don't know. Maybe not. He maybe he was knocked down that moment. I don't remember seeing him knocked down, but maybe he was. Um, but I I feel like he looked right at. Aaron Kellerman after she kicked him into the pillar, but I could be wrong. I'll go back and watch it. Yeah, I need to see it again anyway. The first time is always like you get big chunks of the best parts, and I I kind of have liked with every episode of these to go back and kind of catch all the small things I missed. The so. shift with her is has been pretty tremendous from like where her convictions went, where it seems like, well, you know, she really genuinely wants to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> to blowing up that car and being like, well, this and this, and they deserved it. And then, you know, Sam, I just, I threatened his sister, but it's just because I needed to know what mm-hmm. he was made of. And now it's like, let's kill all these people. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, they they wanted to go back to the time whenever the the blip happened, when there was half the people and there was more resources for everybody. <laughs> That's kind of what the whole point of their gang is, right? Right. Like, so, I mean, uh, she's uh, on Aaron Kellyman's acting in this. Did you notice they had to make George Saint Pierre speak French and make the scene speak French because he's just such an awful actor in English? It seems so <laughs> unnatural when he's speaking English and acting. Than when he's speaking French in the show, like he's so much looser when he's speaking French. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course, it's natural language, man. Um, what? 
I, what was the really power? I, I feel bad for not remembering because I only saw the episode once. What was the really powerful line that Aaron Kellerman had about exi- how many of oh. us, how many of us need to die before it's okay that we exist or something like that? I forget. I forget what it was, but it's like a super powerful line, and the way she delivered it was incredible. Like it, it, it reminded me like on like the same, like the same way I felt about um, when when Bucky said the if he's wrong about you, he was wrong about me. And like, like he had that, like, like almost started crying, like that whole thing, like yeah. had that kind of level of acting prowess to it. It was very, very well done. Was it where she, uh, where they were talking about we were doing this for the good? Yeah, it was something like that. But like, yeah. there, there was there was a very powerful like like two line statement yeah, she made. It was that was part of it. Yeah, I know it, what you're talking about. I, I need to go back and watch it, man. It's just not fresh in my mind. But, but overall, I know yeah. Overall, the episode was fantastic. I mean, you had Sam and Bucky finally becoming like friends, you know, like yeah. and going back and fixing up the family boat. You know, we had the we had we had we had a, a, a build like like a rebuild refresh moment montage, and we had a we had a Rocky montage like as, yeah. like, you know, as Falcon was doing his training and everything else out in and, the woods throwing shit at trees yeah and uh, uh, I actually I'm, really I'm, dug that I'm glad, he, I'm glad he put those pads up because he was fucking up those trees that's not oh, very dude, nice yeah not nice <laughs> it was shade in the house you know you can't like chop them down that's a but, living thing <laughs> no it was cool to see like him do the training because like as I would watch the MCU films with Chris Evans in there, I would in the back of my mind, I'd be like, I know he's a super soldier, but how did he become this awesome at fighting? Like, I want to see that. So we kind of got a taste of that in this. Well, and I always, I always wondered, I mean, like, is, is, like, I always thought there was some kind of magnetic factor to Same. that shield with, Same. with, with cap. Mm-hmm. And that and that honestly makes more sense than I can throw it off anything and it bounces back to me like a boomerang when it's a disc. But you know what I mean. But like we 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 go with it because it's comic books. But yeah. like but like the magnet, like a really strong magnet, made more sense. But then I guess Cap would be like pulling cars towards and everything else. If it wasn't that strong of a magnet. But uh, um, but seeing him go through that process, I and and the the cliffhanger of of of. Not letting us see what the what the what the Wakandas gave him in that suitcase was killing me at the very end because like, oh, like, yeah. because because when when because like Bucky brought that case like halfway through the episode he's like he's like here in a special delivery and I was like open that shit up what the, what, what the Wakandas give you I want to see what that is <laughs> and like he starts to open it up and it's like till next week you sons of bitches <laughs> <laughs> it's Pulp Fiction all over again yeah yeah right. it definitely is how about Elaine Bennis. Oh, dude! Oh, yeah, she's so, baby. She's, dude, Julie Louis Dreyfus is so good. She's so good at everything she does. Yep. And, and she, anytime you need just somebody who's just full with of the most sarcasm possible, <laughs> you need her to like play like a very high important role, and and just like completely shit on everybody who's around her. You freaking you you, you call up Joy Louis Dreyfus and she's and it's the perfect part for her. You just described Veep, <laughs> yeah, one of my yeah. favorite shows. Yeah, yeah, she was excellent. I was so yeah. glad to see her in there, and I hope that she remains part of the story. Yeah, past that. Do you think that with Crafton America when he's crafting that shield, what's it made out of? 
Do you think it's vibranium? Do you think that he, no, somehow no. she gave him vibranium? I would say it's steel. Yeah. Well, because of welding on it. Boy, he's a crappy welder. <laughs> I just want to say I've worked in custom fabrication and that was not good welding yeah, technique. Like the doctor in the cave in Iron Man, the original movie, was better at welding than that <laughs> fucking guy. I just I just I feel like it would take a very special tool to be able to wield to weld vibranium. Like because yeah. I feel like Captain Shield was like one solid sheet. Yeah, I think it was just was. yeah, a machined out of a block. Yeah. Or something with, like with, that. With, or with like vibranium tips, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it had to be or, or just like drop forged somehow. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something. So he he here he is painting this thing and putting it together. And it ended up looking really fine when he got done, but I <laughs> I hope that he doesn't live through this. I hope Carly does. I hope somehow her story is like carried out where she's given the opportunity to do the right thing and does it. But I don't think it looks good <laughs> for that being a possibility. Well, I was a little worried because Zemo was out there, but when the when the Wakandas took him, I was like, oh well, he's definitely out out of this for a while at least. Because um, I mean, when they came in, I was like, oh, well, he's not going to slip away from them. Um, but with, with but with Zemo out there, I was like, well, she he his whole goal is to hunt down every super soldier and be done with them. Like he, they like they're like the thing that should not be to him, right? So, so I mean it. And because because they were created to be that way, um, but I mean, I think overall he has a very big problem with all superheroes. But I think he understands that he just targets from takeout are the super soldiers. Um, but now that like now he's not now that he's out of it, I wonder what the fate of Aaron Kellyman's character is going to be. I I think I think she's going to eat it. I really do. I hate to say that, but I I just I. I think, like I said last week, it would be too much of a powerful moment if she dies for them to pass up. I could make it a very impactful thing, but maybe not. Maybe she would. Maybe her series moves on. Maybe, or at the very least, maybe that train of thought with the people who think her way carry on and become kind of a uh, not 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 necessarily a hero. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe like I, like I want to say combative, but combative is not the wrong. It's the wrong word because I think they're trying to do right, but I, I don't, I don't think they would want to make them villains. So, well, they're revolutionaries. Yeah, exactly. that's what they're they are, and they're the people's people because yeah. they're just getting all these average Joes to become this militia. Mm-hmm. Which there's a lot of things going on in this that have interesting ties to what's going on in the world right now. Yeah. Which I, I don't want to talk about any of that, but, but it's to see the people coming together like that. And again, you know, we talk about this all the time, but nobody ever thinks they're the bad guy. Yeah. They're the, to them, they're the good guys. And they're that what they're doing is just simply a means to an end, but to watch her moral compass shift and shift and shift to where now let there be blood 
that's usually not something you can come back from. It's not like when you're Bucky and you're you're brainwashed and yeah. programmed. These yeah. she's operating of her own free will. So yeah, I suspect she won't make it through. I hope in a weird way, I hope that it's crapped in America that kills her. Because I don't want either I don't want Bucky to do it and I don't want Sam to do it. Yeah. But I also don't want Captain the you know crapped in America to do it. I hope she well, kills him. Yeah. But I but now that he's a super soldier, he has a humongous vendetta against her, more so than he did before. And he's out to prove something. Obviously, he's taking matters in his own hands. Um, but I think I think the only way Aaron Clemens' character survives is because of Sam. I think. I think. I, I, I think. I think. If she has salvation, it's Sam. Uh, other than, you know, just because 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 the governments are like, okay, we we're we're sorry, You're, you, good job, we're everything's fine now. We, you know, they're they're not going to do that. I think it has to be somebody like Sam, and I think his whatever he's wearing, whatever 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 pose he takes, whatever, you know, symbol he takes in this last episode is going to be, um, if, if she's saved, it'll be because of that. So, yeah. And like whatever he decides that he wanted to do. So I don't know. I, I I'm very curious. It's crazy. I think this is the last episode. Yeah, dude, Next that's week, wild but, to me. Cause there's so yeah. many loose ends to wrap up. Now, who do you guys think? You, the, oh, go ahead, Dallas. I'm sorry. I, I was just saying it makes you think that, they're just setting a new series up with this. Like, like they'll take some of the characters from the series and adopt them over to another series. I could totally see them building off of this one. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mentioned that to Amanda, that it feels like the Mandalorian. Here's this. Yeah. We're setting up a spinoff. We're setting up a spinoff every episode. Yep. But again, as in the Mandalorian, it was done in a very compelling and very story-driven way. It wasn't like too much or anything like that, or shoehorned in where it didn't fit. The well, who knows? It might be the glue for one of these shows that they've already announced. Yeah, that's true what, too. What if it's what if the next show spinoff is John Walker's show? <laughs> like, 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 what if somehow that he becomes an, a, his own thing? Like, because 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 I keep I keep saying people say that he would be the um was it the U.S. The the U.S. agent is that what is that what the the comic character was called? Where like he he ends up like uh, fighting with the Falcon and stuff and donning his own thing after being Captain America. I, th- I would think I think it was a U.S. agent. I have no idea. Yeah. D- who do um, you guys? I, who do you think the power broker is? Julie. Uh, Julie. Uh, uh, the Contessa, Julia, Louis, Dreyfus. Yeah, I think so. Or yeah. whoever she's working for. Yeah. I I think it's her. I think yeah. I think it's I I I think that I, I, I would hate for her to see I would I would hate to see her working for somebody else. So I hope it's her. That's what I would say. Have you considered the possibility that it's Sharon Carter? That she is Yes. Operating on this like gray line of moral ambiguity, basically, whoever will pay my bills, that's how I'm surviving because my own government yeah. turned their back on me and w- didn't give me a pardon like they were supposed to and all that. What do you think about that, Dallas? 
I think that's a strong possibility. Don't know if that's what they'll do. It, I mean, we're going to find out. In a, like When this airs on Wednesday, I mean, or uploads on Wednesday, I mean, it'll be a couple of days before we find out. Yeah, she's already been. She, she, we we are we already know that she's a broker, <laughs> yeah, some kind. <laughs> yeah, I love her character. Oh, dude. Oh, same. Yeah, dude, she kicks so much ass in that episode where they found the when they found the serum. It was yeah, awesome. That was great. Yeah, just watching her taking taking them out one after the other. That was brilliantly and like, done. And like and like casually, like, can we can we go? We need to hurry up. There's like a bunch of guys here, and I'm beating the shit out of all of them. But like, come on, <laughs> hurry up, yeah. please. Pick up the pace. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, I really enjoyed this episode. I've really enjoyed this series for what it is. I like the the storyline. I did, obviously, Sam, whenever he told Bucky to go and really make amends. Not so you feel better, but so somebody else gets closure. He Obviously, that's pointing to him going and telling the one, uh, the, the elderly Asian man that he's hanging out with, whose, whose son he killed. Yeah. Yeah. That, that that's what where that's headed to go tell him hey look here's the here's what happened i ugh, i can't imagine ugh. that conversation i almost yeah. wonder if it'll be one of those things i was there at the hotel i saw the winter soldier come and and this maybe like describe the winter soldier as this other person because it wasn't his free will was right. taken so it might be like a place where he's come to a headspace with the therapist where he can tell him, look, here's what happened to me. It'd be kind of crazy. Kind of, kind of, kind of, going with what you're saying, but like he, he like described him as a different person and say, he says that he has, and he had a metal arm and then he showed him his metal arm. Uh-huh. Like, the, you know, this kind of, mm. this kind of like subtly without saying it was me. You just say he had a metal arm and shows him his metal arm. I think that'd be kind of a, powerful moment realization mm, sadness yeah. thing would be cool be a cool way to put the cool way to do it yeah sorry i mean i'm gonna walk over you dallas i would just thought candy while you were, while no, you were no, explaining how that would go i think that would be cool i mean there's so many ways to tell it that would would be would make it comfortable for us as viewers to really get the most out of the scene to where we're not oh this is awkward and awful you know what i mean like it's nobody wants that out of that scene there's a there's a there's a lot of sadness to wrap up in this last yeah this yes definitely Dude, I'm gonna tell we you we know man, the runtime no I mean, it, it, it'll probably be 50 minutes like the other ones have been probably I would guess Sebastian Stan is a great us. actor yeah oh yeah he did a great oh, yeah. job and his whole like whenever he was crying by the campfire and stuff mm-hmm. it, that that was just mm-hmm. that was something he's really good. Was. I hope we get a lot more of him. Yeah, he's, I think so. He, he's done a good job of portraying, uh, portraying somebody who has gone through the most mental anguish somebody could go through to like completely go back through and reprogram your brain after it had been, you know, completely scrambled up and to the point you were responding to a sequence of words to kill. You know what I mean? And, right. And, and the fact that he's gone back through it, like you would, you would expect that most of the time he'd have that kind of like a, like a level blank stare that he has, like just, he's just trying to keep it all together. And you can tell it's, it's, it's a blank stare, but it's like, you can tell it's like a, a contained, like I don't, know if, I don't know if rage is the right word, but I think kind of rage. Like he kind of, you can tell he has a lot of pent up 
issues in his head and he and mm. he and you can see when he the few times you really see him go after people it's like a release for him and i think he feels bad about that release it's kind mm. of like a you know what i mean like whenever yeah, yeah. whenever zemo said you need to be what you claim you're not anymore to get, get past this scenario we're in and he just completely unleashed upon all those people like i think he felt bad that it felt good yeah you know what i mean oh yeah. i totally get that well, man I, there's some cool th- so many cool things to do with the Winter Soldier after what I've seen so far from this series. And what I'm talking about is, so in Endgame, Steve Rogers got to go back in time and hang out there. And finally, the serum allowed him to get old. He was finally like old enough, per se, with the serum to be able to grow old with Agent Carter, right? Mm-hmm. It'd be neat to see that happen real time for Bucky. Like kind of get over the mental stuff and then meet somebody and we get to kind of see him deal with this new part of his life, this unknownness to his life, and then see kind of where that goes and have him have his own kind of Steve Rogers moment where he gets to be repaired, finally does enough like to where he feels he can he can be selfish and you know I, have it. I'd like to see that future for him, but I think he would never feel comfortable with himself no. enough to but it'd be, be interesting to see of... if that could be a possibility for him you know he's already seeing a therapist they already kind of set that up i don't know yeah. it just interests me i would love to see that story i agree i i, I just i i think him as a character wouldn't allow it that's what sucks you know like i think he his character won't wouldn't allow that kind of emotional connection because he was afraid what would happen if he snapped um yeah. that's why it'd be so interesting to see him date <laughs> and and like I I I I keep saying like I would like to see more of this show like the like a, like a continued series, but I think it I think it would run the risk of uh, repetition in the point where you would like kind of figure out what the story is going to be like if they had multiple seasons mm. of it. That's you know true. what I mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wish there were like maybe three more episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I really think these these characters are going to end up in other series. I just really it just it just keep. Just feels that way. Like, okay, we need them here together because they're together yeah. at Endgame. Let's see what happens while they're together, and then oh, we're we're gonna do these series. They're in them. Surprise! Yeah, then they're gonna have a a, a Marvel TV, uh, uh, like connected universe like that that also, that also connects with the the actual cinematic like universe DC, and everything. Like, yeah, huh? the MCU well, and the MTU. Yeah, MTU. Yeah. Yeah, well, like. DC does that really well on the WB. I mean, love those shows or hate those shows. At least there's continuity there. I've enjoyed a lot of those shows. I've stopped watching them a couple years ago and just haven't ever gone back. At some point, I will. But I could see Marvel doing that, but doing it much better. Well, seeing just I, I never watched. I never really watched. I watched a few episodes, but just just seeing like some of the previews of it, it almost felt too integrated on those dv sh- on, on, on those dc shows like way like way agreed. too much of it like, yes agree here we go I think again Marvel would do a better again, job whatever you that. know what i mean like it's just like okay you can't you can't have an avengers moment every episode agreed. Right. again why i lost interest in in that that but right. i mean like if the falcon shows up in the series that bucky's in for a handful of episodes here and there no one's gonna go oh this is way oversaturated i think oh, that's yeah, of really course, more of like course. what it would be they're they're obviously being very careful with it. They they yeah. they want to be able to get the more characters and tell their stories without overdoing the ones they've yeah. done so far. They want to keep them special. Yeah, I agreed. Yeah. 
Well, we got one more episode to go, man. So I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to it. It's just a few short days away. Got to make it through the work week. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, guys, that's about it for this week. Be sure to check out patreon.com forward slash the bad motivators. Some good gear going on there. And uh, for the people who have been supporting us on Patreon, thank you so, so much. It really, we couldn't do the show without you. That's that's uh, the reality. And to just yes. everybody listening to this show, thank you guys for your support. Thanks for the the retweets and all of that. Thanks for interacting with us on Twitter. You guys rule. And uh, you ladies and dudes rule. But I guess all that's left to do is, well, check out Public and Redbubble. That's right in the uh, description. <laughs> but then follow the show on Twitter at bad underscore motivators. Follow me on Twitter at Eric Strothers and Luke. At Luke Cruiser. And Dallas. At Tarkin Tangents. Sweet, man. Well, hey. I think Taylor Swift is awesome. And until next week, we are out of here. Goodbye. Later.